Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Power of Women in Insurance podcast. This week, we are talking to Cassie Arbelli out of Las Vegas. And this is woman, if you are in the insurance space, you will know this woman is everywhere at all times doing everything. She's got kids. She's got businesses. She's got a marriage. She's got a life on top of that. So today, we're going to talk about how she does it all and all the cool things that she's doing. So Cassidy, I am super excited to have you here today and thank you for joining me. I'm so, so excited too. This is going to be awesome. So Cassidy and I actually kind of connected at the um, innovation conference that was last month. Um, if I can imagine, it's already been a month. And so um, it has already still been a whirlwind. We've had Thanksgiving. We have all sorts of things going on. But when we were there, we literally just said, oh my gosh, I've got to talk to you a little bit more. And I want to hear all about your story, how you got into insurance and how you became this mogul that you are today in so many different aspects of insurance and business, because I'm super curious. So tell us how you got here. So it's a really long story. Obviously, I've been <laughs> insurance for over a decade, um, so I'm not going to bore everybody with the long drawn out story, but I was a school director for a cosmetology school. My family was in the beauty space for a really long time, grew up getting my hair done, nails, like skincare, all the great things. I'd I'd walk in there and grab products off the shelf and go home and it was great. Um, So I kind of grew up as having parents as entrepreneurs and really watching them grow businesses and do all that. And I graduated with a bachelor's in industrial psychology. And I went into being a school director for a cosmetology school. I was like, I'm never going to do hair. That's just not what I want to do. I loved education. I loved learning. And so that's what went together, right? Like I can help manage a school and a business, but also make a huge impact on people who are trying to get in that industry because I had experience and knowledge in what it takes more or less. And, um, I ended up having a tough time right after I got married, trying to get pregnant, had some miscarriages, different things like that. And so I ended up leaving to just take some time for myself. And I got pregnant with my first daughter. I think it was just the anxiety, you know, all the things, right? And I started doing business consulting and I really wanted to do that originally for my career and build a business around that. I love talking business. Like that is the one thing. If you know, people always ask in different groups or things, if there's one thing you could get up and talk about with no preparation for 30 minutes, what would it be? I'm like, business, 100 percent And um started gaining clients, different things like that. And I really loved it. And in conjunction to that, I also started a mommy blog. I really was loving the online digital space, building businesses on that. And blogging was like a huge thing. This was back in 2000 and oh, yeah. 11. And um, somebody reached out to me from State Farm and she was a recruiter and she was like, well, have you ever thought about going in insurance? I'm like, what? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Never in my life. And we had been a client of State Farm's with my family and our businesses. And then when I got my first car and all the things for years and, um, 
I was like, okay, well, how much is it to invest and what does it mean? And they were giving me a book of business. So I did all this research and I went and met with our current agent at the time. And she showed me how much money she was making, what she did every day. I mean, really laid it out for me, which was amazing. And um, I was like, you know what? I can still do my consulting. I can still do different things. Like, let's go for it. It's a low investment. And this was going to be the first time where it was really like my business, like my own thing. And uh, I became a State Farm agent. I was a State Farm agent for about six years. And uh, my daughter was 13 months when I decided to go for it. There was a nine-month program at the time. Now I think it's like nine weeks. And as soon as I accepted and I started making plans to go to Tempe, Arizona every month for the training and all the things you have to do, I found out I was pregnant again. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, nine months of training and nine months of, you know, baking a baby. And my son was born three weeks after I opened or right before I opened my doors. So I had a newborn, toddler, all the things. And it was like, ever since then, just life's taken off and and been kind of chaotic (laughs) and whatnot. And I haven't really come down from that high vibration of all the things happening all the time since then. But six years in, I um, was sending a lot of business out the door. We were top in the West coast region for commercial for three years straight. And as you know, a lot of business was going out the door and we really loved commercial. Like that was our baby. We loved understanding what people were doing again, business, right? Like those are my favorite clients. Those are the I wanted to hang out with. Um, I loved seeing businesses grow. It was important to me to really help these business owners, like do business fearlessly, not be afraid to make Mm. decisions, to grow risks, right. On, you know, on a certain level that we can help protect them. And so the conversations were different. The type of clients were different and we decided to go independent so that we could really serve them and niche down. And, uh, we did that and we replaced our, you know, walking away from state farm, you don't take your book. Yeah. Right. You can't, and you have a non-compete and all that too. So like, and you're, you're not taking down the state farm legal system. (laughs) You know, you can't touch that for a little while, you know, at least, yeah. Yeah. And I was terrified, but I knew in my gut, this was the right decision. And we replaced our book within a year and a half and it was five minutes. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And we all just understood suddenly we were writing three times as much as we were writing before. And my, my team members thought I was insane. They were like, this is our goal. We never hit this before. Why would we hit it now? Like all the things. And they started getting the taste of, you know, bigger accounts and, the retention that we had. I mean, all the good stuff that comes with it. Right. And um, yeah, we haven't looked back since we currently now have only two salespeople in our office. I am never really here. I'm doing other things, which we'll probably talk about. Um, But in that time too, as insurance for me was the starting point. And as soon as we started becoming profitable, which thankfully was really quickly, I started opening other streams of income and investing in things and other sources year after year. And that's the beauty of insurance is having that residual stable income coming in every month really gives you the ability to take some more risks in other ways and to build other streams of income and not be afraid to also look outside of insurance once you've got things going well and it's stable Mm -hmm. and money's coming in and make smart decisions on investing and trying to diversify the ways you're earning income. I mean, even with COVID, 
luckily insurance made it through. And this is one of those industries that's always going to yep. be around. However, I was terrified. I was like, oh crap, all my commercial people are going to close their businesses and cancel their insurance. Yep. Luckily that didn't really happen, but I was nervous. And then I knew I had other sources of income. So that was great. Right. So just different things like that. And that's really just kind of where I've gone since. And a lot of people get to see me do different things in different industries. And um, that's kind of how that's all really evolved. And I had another kid in between. <laughs> so it's been a lot. Yeah, definitely been a lot of stuff. That's kind of like the short story, the short version of, you know, insurance and how it's really evolved. But I love it because you've taken your passion for teaching and educating and empowering other people, which you knew you always had, right? And you've taken that and you just kind of transitioned businesses or transitioned industries to be able to really take your passion then and do a similar thing in your own business and your own structure specifically that still serves your inner passions and can really empower people to level up and to, to really achieve their own dreams. So you're doing so many similar things, just a different industry. And I think that's so cool. And that's one thing I wish that people knew about business is that business, there are just so many fundamental points of business that no matter what your product is, you can duplicate that and do that somewhere else. And insurance is one of those types of products. But yes, what we sell is an individual product, but the business side of it is business. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, and you can duplicate it and you can teach it. And it's so much fun to watch other people, other people thrive. And so now I know that you do, we mentioned this so many other things. So tell me what you've been able to grow into from that passion and really, because because I'm right there with you. I love empowering other people. And I know that when, um, <clears throat> excuse me, when I break out at innovation, and I say this all the time, I've done podcasts on it and all these other things, is that I always feel like so many people create their why to be about a time-sensitive type of event. People create their why to be about taking their kid to Disney World or this is my why, it's it's my kids and my family. And my kids and my family are everything to me, don't get me wrong, but they grow up, right? They have a life. They deserve to have a life, right? So when I'm, and I had my babies young, I had my first one at 19 and um, my second one at 25. So by the time I hit that mid forties, cause I'm unfortunately 48, but, um, once I hit that mid forties, my babies were grown and they kind of moved out and all of a sudden it's like, there was just silence in my life. And I think it's so cool because you've been able to tap into that deep passion that you have that fuels your desire to be with your family and your, your ability to provide for your family and all of those things, but it still gives you that passion moving forward to empower other people. So tell us a little bit about how you're taking that and making that so kick-ass to be able to get you where you want to go and help other people too. Cause I think that's so cool. So, um, it's, you touched on so many points that I'm like, we could dive into this. It would be a whole other episode. Know, but exactly. Um, you know, once I, what really got me to switch into independent and this kind of all ties back together, it was like, especially in the captive world, you are put, you have this carrot that's put in front of you and everybody is working really hard to get the awards and achieve the bonuses and get on the top of all the reports and all the things that your, you know, um, 
the company wants from you. And then they kind of say, you know, well, if you hit all these things, you're going to make a lot of money. And it's not always true. And they want you to invest a lot of money. And so you are not always profitable, even if you hit these things, because you have to spend a lot of money to get there. And it's not always realistic. That's why there's only certain people at the top. And I really sat back and I was like, you know, what do I want? What's important Mm -hmm. to me in all the life categories, family, health, home, um, marriage, romantic, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, financially and what's our things on my bucket list and what do I enjoy hobbies and joys that I have in my life. And I started realizing that I really need to build this business for what I want. Mm -hmm. And this company doesn't care about me at the end of the day. I'm just another number. And I, I need to make sure that I'm taking care of me first because I can't pour into others if I'm not taking care of. And so when I really started thinking about that, that's when I decided, what do I really love doing in this business? And how do I do more of that? Right. You know, and what does that look like? And that's how the whole independent side came on and the type of clients we wanted to work with and the type of niche we really wanted to tap into. And then everything blew up. And I always say the riches are in the niches or niches that just rhymes better. Um, However you say (laughs) it, but because I've experienced it myself and it's truly incredible. And you can build whatever you want in your life. You just have to identify the things that you want, which is the hard Mm. part. And then once you identify what that is and you're intentional about the things you do, you can create the strategy and then you can create the action plan and you start building momentum and consistency and doing those things. And then life starts changing. And when I, had the independent agency and everything started working out and we realized we were going to make it. And we realized that this was so much better and we were happier. I started getting this itch again. And the itch was really, how do I show up and start doing consulting again? Two reasons that came up one, cause that was my passion. I wanted to talk more business, not so much just my business. And I wanted to help others. It's always just been my thing because I wasn't helped a lot when I was younger, littler, growing up building businesses, whatever. I did so much on my own and I was lonely and it didn't have to be that way. Mm -hmm. And I also was looking for women. Like I wanted a tribe. I wanted those friendships. I wanted to be able to hang out with women who were like-minded, who I didn't just talk to about, well, what recipes did you make for dinner last night? And like (laughs) changing diapers and like, you know, like the typical like mom stuff, which I talk about and is important to me, but like something more than that. And women that are in business just happen to speak to me because Mm -hmm. I enjoy it. I find that commonality and I know there's so many more out there and it's just so inspiring and so motivating and so amazing. And, um, I started getting this itch and I really thought about, well, I know that there's not a lot of things in the insurance space that really teach you business. They teach you sales. They might teach you marketing. They, they, they get a lot of pieces and there's a lot of people that are very good at what they do, experts, amazing examples, role models, mentors, coaches, what have you. But I know that from not just building my agency, but building other businesses, like you said, when you can really learn those foundational fundamental things, you can duplicate them in other industries, especially if you're great with processes and you understand how to lead. And I mean, all those bigger things, right? And I really wanted to serve women because I feel mm-hmm. like they're underserved, they're underrepresented. Um, they are going up against a male dominated industry and it's just hard. And it, we kind of get like put in the shadows a bit and I'm really trying to like call them out and just be like, don't be afraid. There's more of us come hang out with us. Like, and you know, as you get 
around people who are sometimes doing better than you or living the life that you want to be living or have experienced things you just haven't quite experienced yet. You're able to 10X and you're able to absorb things and you get inspired and empowered, like you said. And I learn so much from the people I work with too, all every day. It's the most incredible feeling. And so I really sat down because when we made the jump, to independent, I wrote out the whole business plan, everything I had learned, all the things that went right, all the things that went wrong. We literally had a big, it was big post-it papers. Oh yeah. You could could or whatever. We wrote out, what are we not doing anymore? Like, what have we done in the last six years? That was terrible that we don't ever want to do again. We even had one of those lists and I created an entire formula, an entire plan. And we implemented it in independent and it's what took off. And it's from all the things I had learned and the experiences from everything, not just insurance and all the things I worked on with clients beforehand. And when people would say, Hey, can I pick your brain? Or, Hey, I'm always struggling with this. Like a lot of the questions that would come up constantly mm-hmm. in our industry. And I was like, this is a winning formula. Guarantee it. If people follow it, it'll work. It's very systemized. It's very process-based but it includes the intentionality. It includes strategy and it includes accountability and even like learning how to hold people accountable and yourself mm. and the organization of business and how to step away and how to delegate and all of those things. Right. And it's really what enabled me to continue opening businesses, to step away and not have to work when I don't want to, to give ownership to my team and have them really take on our business like it's theirs and lead them in a way that allows them to build the life they love and that loyalty and me just know that I am part of something bigger. There's more people that are on board here that matter. Um, and, and yeah, that's just where I'm at now. And I had this itch and I was like, you know what? I'm going for it. If this was three years ago, I only went for it this the beginning of this year, but there was a lot of things that I was planning and thinking about and really right. sitting down and envisioning and trying to manifest and deciding what it was I wanted. And I wasn't ready when I launched this thing, I'll be honest, right? Because nothing is going to be perfect. It's going to be messy. It always is. I was like, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And it has been the best thing I've ever done. I have made the most amazing friends and connections. And I see people thriving that were not beforehand And, um, I've cried a lot (laughs) and I've just, it's just been amazing and, um, super motivating to just keep going and showing up however messy or however much I can. It's the best part of my day when I get to check in, I get to go live when I get to engage, when I get to hear stories, um, and, and they help me so much in, in return. And I mean, even just last week, you know, I, I posted something just about like how grateful I am for this incredible community that I, I'm a part of that. I never even thought I would be. And I was missing so much for so many years. And I cried like a baby because <laughs> you don't know what impact you're going to have. And you don't know what things are going to manifest in your own life. And I was missing something and I'm like, I'm going to go out and create it. And it's going to be fine, whether it works or not, you know? Um, but it's been amazing and I love it. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And it's definitely something that's needed. Cause like you said, because I've been in the industry for 19 years. I started my agency 19 years ago. And I think that this, I mean, and, and I, I started independent. We were, my dad was all state before. Um, and I always say this, we had the mold crisis in Texas and he wanted to go independent, but needed somebody who was not, um, who was not 
like he had a non-compete. He couldn't go independent on his own. And so we went ahead and we put it on my name, but he stayed with Allstate for like four more years um, to be able to keep up his finances, whatever, till we could afford for him to come over. So, I mean, I started it from nothing and just being a woman in that space, there were so few women and there were so few women who stepped up. And that's also not only the conversation of the women, number of women in the insurance space, especially in ownership, but then also just leadership across the board, women that are willing to put their voice out there to be able to teach, to be able to lift other people up. It seemed like a lot of women are in support roles, which is great because women that people that have support hearts for support are so needed in really, really strong support roles. But even then that can still be a leadership role of of teaching and empowering other people in a support role. And I, I love the fact that you've really helped women and I love your the Facebook group. And I know that we had mentioned, you had mentioned just a few minutes ago is a great Facebook group called female insurance agency owners. And um, you really help people to find their voice, to be able to find their, um, their strength. And I love it. And I think that's something that's different about your platform is it is a little bit of um, it's not just it's not just the concept of empowerment of warm fuzzy empowerment, but it's also like, come on, ladies! It's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a challenge. You're 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 enticing women to step up. You're enticing women to be strong, and I love that. I love that. And, and do you find that women are very receptive to that? Because I think sometimes women think of themselves in a, such a support role we kind of have to be convinced to step up into that leadership role. How do you find that working with women that you've been able to to help that bring them out? So I think it's twofold. I definitely think I intimidate sometimes and there's going to be people that are like, Whoa, that's too much for me. You know? And, And I'm one of those people that have been told my entire life, like I might be too much. Um, and I'm okay with that. So I think there's some people that it's just not, I might not be for them. But there are some women that I'm definitely for and they see someone similar to them and vibe with them and say things that I'm maybe not afraid to say, but they believe in too. And they sometimes just need that push. Like you're saying, be like, yeah, like, heck yeah, I'm, I, I agree with you. Everything you're saying, this is exactly yeah. how I feel. Um, and then there's those that are already there. Um, and then I think there's some there that are like hiding a little bit and are watching mm-hmm. and are participating in some ways, but maybe are just not ready yet. And those are the ones I really want to show up for because every single one of these women have what they need and what it takes already inside of them. If they would just kind of get out of their own way sometimes, right. And not have certain limiting beliefs or certain fears. And, you know, just like we've talked before, it's intimidating this industry and just like real estate or the mortgage industry, it's again, very male heavy. And I love men. I could hang out with men all day long. Like that's not an issue for me, but it is an issue for some women. And there are things and ways we get treated differently in our industry from wherever that may come across. Some people haven't had it yet. Some people have it a lot. Some people have it less. Some people know how to deal with it better or don't. Um, I know women who have left because of that, which is terrible, but you know, So I think just having more representation, which I talk about a lot and, and seeing more women, um, on the top and talking about their experience and not being afraid, like you're, you know, boasting or trying to talk yourself up. That's not what it's about. This is about Mm -hmm. really saying, Hey, 
I'm here to hook arms with you. I'm here to put my hand out. I'm here to get a hug from you just as much. I still need it. I'm growing. I'm going through things. There are a lot of times where I come on and teach and talk about stuff that just happened to me a month ago. It's not necessarily, you know, a long time ago, but I made it through. And what if somebody else needs to hear this? And usually you're just a few steps ahead and that's what somebody needs to hear or see. And, um, the collaboration and the the questions and the community and people showing up and answering questions too. I mean, just in all the other groups and the other platforms and ways people can do this, whether it's, you know, a mastermind that women get together and do, and nobody knows about, but it's theirs, it doesn't matter. And they help each other out and they collaborate. And I really think women are more willing to do that nowadays in general, but also in our industry, I've noticed it's very empowering. It's wonderful. Um, I don't think you find that a lot and it's definitely special. And um, I love being able to just be a part of that. So I think that's, you know, again, I'm not going to be for everyone, neither are you, neither, you know, that's right. Nobody is exactly. Uh, And, and I think it's important that we're not afraid to to be seen who we are authentically. And it's too hard to fake it. It's not worth it. Like, I just, I can't, I'm just, this is not me. (laughs) I'm just one of those people like, if I don't like something, you're going to see it all over my face. There's no way to hide the expression. That's just how I am. Um, And I've just learned to embrace it. And, and, um, you know, I've had a lot of people say like, I swear you put words in my mouth or you just know what I'm thinking. And then I'm sure there's some people that have unfollowed or not been a part of it because I'm just not for them. And that's okay. Absolutely. But I am a challenger. I am ambitious. I do want to, you know, we all need a kick in the butt. Sometimes I always say I'm not a coach because I'm not a cheerleader. I'm a consultant. I'm here to really give you tactical things that you can put in place and take action on. And sometimes it means a little kick in the butt. That's okay. I need it too. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. You know what? And we all do need it. And sometimes we receive it whenever we give it, right? Sometimes I have conversations with people and they say something. I'm like, oh, dag, I needed that because... I'm just not in that space right now, you know, and I think we give, we get as much as we give. And I think sometimes by giving, like for me, I was always told, I was always told I was a lot growing up. Like I always, always told Teresa, be quiet. You're a lot. My voice carries across a room. I mean, and typically, and, um, you know, it's just one of those things where, I had to learn as an adult that that really attracts certain people. It's not an off-putting thing, you know, and when I was a child or so, even as a teenager, I thought that that was a negative thing. And as an adult, I've had to grow into the fact that that's actually a very, that, that transparency, that honesty, that, 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 that realness is very, very appealing to a lot of people because especially in business, we all feel like we're being sold. We all feel like we're being manipulated in one way or another. And being that honest, that forthright, that um, just really, this is what you get. I think it's just an authenticity, especially in coaching and especially in business 
relationships that really helps us connect with other people. And just like you said, you have a niche for your business, right? Just like you said, you have the riches and the niches, right? That's the same thing with your programs is you're attracting those people that are appealed to your personality and to what you offer and the way that you, the way that you consult or, or, or bring people up. And that's where they're going to find that success is the people who are a part of your niche, who are a part of your space, who want to be there because they're willing to do the work and they're willing to hear that message get that kick in the butt, maybe even give you a kick in the butt on the way, on the way through that process. And together we're all better at the end of the day. And I love that because that's the message I get from, from the stuff that you put out all the time. It's just, we're better together all the time. Let's do this together. And, you know, it may not be easy, but you know what, we're going to pull each other up out of the mud if that's where we are, you know, and then we're going to clean each other off and we're going to do it all again tomorrow, you know? And I think that's just amazing especially for in a woman's space um, in an industry that just doesn't have as many women in it. I just, I love that community. And I really think that it, that's changing. I think a lot of, a lot more women are getting an insurance. There Mm -hmm. are men that are retiring and getting out and more women are coming in. So I really think it's, it's one of the most crucial times for us to create some of these spaces for them and for ourselves to continue being here for a couple more decades. Right. And, um, really enjoy the process for ourselves. Like I selfishly also really enjoy what I'm doing. And, um, I think it comes through in a lot of ways, but, um, yeah, it's, it's been a hell of a ride. Like we'll see what happens. And I'm really trying to listen to the community and the women. What are they saying they need? What are they asking for? And, to really just provide them what they, they want, because one, if I don't, then it won't matter anymore. Right. Right. But also because like I, the things they ask for are the things that I want to. Right. So it's like, okay, (laughs) then maybe I'll just find a way to do this because, you know, or if somebody else hasn't like, Oh, we have this amazing resource and really doing the research myself. And I've been connecting with so many incredible people that are like, oh, well, I do that. I'm like, great. So if somebody needs that, I've got you. This is awesome. And why not, not to sound sexist, but why not support each other? Like if I could refer an amazing, incredible, ambitious woman to another one and they get those connections going and they can support each other. I mean, let's face it, that's been going on on the other side for thousands of years. We can do the same thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, if we don't have one or it's not the right jive or not the right whatever, then there's a million other people we can go to. But why not try to support each other and what what we can do within our community and really help each other rise together? There's no reason not to. And I think that that's so much more fulfilling than, you know, just sending somebody who needs something to someone random when you can really provide like a great experience. So that's also part of that community and making those master connections and really being someone who can facilitate that for others. Because I, again, I didn't have these things, you know, I had to really do the research. I had to hang out with the guys and try to pull the information out of them as much as I could, that they were willing to give. Um, and you know, there's other things that you, you kind of had to go through and I mean, you've been in the industry longer, so you definitely felt it, I'm sure. Um, and I really feel like that's changing, which just makes my heart happy that, you know, we can be a part of that. Absolutely. So what's the number one challenge that you find people that you work with? What's the most common challenge that you find that people need to overcome it, that you find that you work with? And um, as far as just, just the most common 
thing that you're seeing out there right now? Because I think we all have different challenges, but sometimes it's nice to know that we have the same challenge as somebody else. You know, we're not, we're not, you know, we are unique in the sense of how we deal with things as individuals, but at the same point, we have a lot of the same challenges. So I would love to be able to talk a little bit about that. What are, what is the most common and or some of the most common challenges that you find that women have in the insurance space? It's their mindset. 1,000%. 90% of what I do sounds like it's not mindset, but it's mindset. It's okay. over a lot of the, either the stories they tell themselves, the things they're kind of believing, um, and also really tapping, like I said, into that intentionality. They're, they're just going kind of running on empty in a lot of ways and not building that business for themselves. Mm, what do you right. want? What do you, what makes you happy? How much money do you want to make? Not what, you know, John Smith down the road is making or whatever, you know, your carrier says that you should be doing and not what your franchise you're with or whatever your best friend's doing down the street in the same industry. Like, what do you want? And having that intentionality and really thinking about you and what's important to you and how do you want to create this life and what's the best day in your life look like write it out let's talk about it because when we have that then we can sit down and say okay here's what we're doing this is what we're going for this is what we want to get to and it really feels right and aligned with who we are and what we want and what's important to us and our values and our personal beliefs not everyone else's and now we can create that strategy to start chipping away at creating that And you do that through your business. And that's what I think is the one thing that if everybody would kind of shift a little bit of focus, because they'll be like, I just need to make sales or I just need to figure out my marketing. And yes, those are important for business. But if you don't have that entire piece of why you're going and where you're going, then it doesn't matter. You're going to end up somewhere you don't want to be. And so like my tagline kind of came up with the idea, the program's called agency by design because we want to design it and not just have it be something that happens by default, right? So it's just kind of like, because that's where I was. I started State Farm. I went after all the things and suddenly I was, you know, I had this agency in my lap and I was like, I don't recognize this. I don't know why I'm doing these things. Yeah, I'm making money, but I'm not happy. This isn't what I thought it was going to be, right? All of those right. thoughts and ideas are ahead and or not making money and struggling and suffering and or not knowing what is happening and you just kind of keep going. Um, and that's when I said, nope, I'm done. I'm going to design what I want. I'm going to do it for me. It's going to be intentional. I'm going to constantly make sure I'm aligned. And that takes some refining and finesse. It's not as easy, obviously, otherwise we would all do it. Um, but a lot of it has to, it all starts in your head. And if you can really get rid of the clouds, get rid of all the things and sit down and, and figure out who you are and what you want, what makes you happy and how do you create that? And then you just go, you just take action again, even if it's messy. And when I got that bug and I was like, look, this is something I really want to do. This is important to me. I think that I'm not the only one. I can't be the only one. Otherwise I'm just crazy, which is possible. Um, (laughs) My husband says I'm crazy all the time. Um, But when suddenly I was like, oh, this is working. This is people are, are telling me this is what they need. And this is what they're looking for. And that, or even if they didn't know they were looking for it. Right. Um, that's when the magic starts happening. And you're like, wow, okay. I did something I was aligned with. I did something intentional and results are starting to happen. That's when it's amazing. And all of my clients usually hit that mark. even last week. And they're like, this is all coming together. I get it. I understand now why 
you know, you've, you've structured it the way you structured it, or it was formatted the way it was formatted. Cause in the beginning, they're like, why am I doing vision stuff? Or why are we talking right. about limiting beliefs? Like I need you to help me make money. <laughs> so suddenly they start making money and they didn't even have to do sales training. Like, right. Like that doesn't make sense to us sometimes in our industry, because we just see sales, 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 training, training, training on that. And you think that's the answer. And a lot of times it's not, you got to get out of your own way. And yeah, you can put that picture together. It gives you such a stronger foundation of everything that you're doing. And two, it helps you not get off of that path and start, mm. getting, you know, by any object syndrome and the whole squirrel thing. And you're, you're trying all the things because when you're in alignment and you know exactly where you're going, you know how to say no to things. Cause it doesn't, mm-hmm. fit. it doesn't work. It's not going to make sense. So you can start saving more money, become more profitable. I mean, everything starts falling into place. So I really think that's the biggest thing. Um, people come into this industry. They're probably really good at sales. They're not great at business. And they don't spend time really thinking about what they want. And I think sometimes a lot of people come into this industry too, who've come from a captive type situation, like what you have, either with one of the big captive companies, and they still in their mind are working for that, that goal that somebody else set for them with this other business, but then they think, oh, I'll be making this much money when I get there. But then they don't think about the lifestyle that comes along with that process or the, the, the bondage or the, the responsibilities. And they don't pre-plan for those things because again, they're not working on their, their values. They're working on still somebody else's imagery of what they put into and they go, oh, I can go out there and I can make more money doing it on my own. But they don't think about why do I really want to do this? And what do I want out of it? They're still just trying to chase somebody else's nut from another business. They just thought they could do it all by themselves. And they don't think bigger and think I'm creating this and I can do whatever I want to do with it. Right. I mean, we hear all the time about when is enough enough? When is, you know, when, when do we, when do we lay back? When do we relax? When are we happy? And I think if we don't know what we want, then how will we know if we're ever going to be happy? You know, I mean, you hit it exactly on the head. Yep. Cause I mean, if I'm yeah. always going for this, I have to have a 25% increase from last year, but if I make enough money and I'm happy, why would I stress myself out for that? If that's not something I truly want, it's just, I know that yeah, maybe I, mean, I came from an environment that said I needed a 25% growth every year, but why, if I, if I hit a number and if I'm happy and maybe I have a passion for something else, like you with coaching, you know, and consulting, what, why not? hundred percent. And I, that's another thing too, is like a lot of people are like, Oh, well, what's so interesting about the insurance industry or this or that, or what got you into, into it. And I, and I tell them, I'm like, why I love it so much is because this has given me what I needed to really do what I love. Right. And be financially stable and allow myself to then take some other risks. So it may not be that the insurance is the most interesting or the most glamorous or whatever, but like, this was something that gave me other things that I get to love and enjoy. And if, again, I didn't know that and I didn't take the time to do some of that work, you wouldn't know. And you hit it right on the head. It just like in business, when you say, you know, if you don't have a measurable number or, or some way to measure the success of the things you want to achieve in your business, you're not going to know when you got there, you're not going to know how well it's going or not going. And so if you don't have those things too, for just your life and the things you want, And it's funny because when I really dive into this with people, 
it's all across the board. Suddenly someone's like, I don't want employees. I just want to handle it myself. And this is what will make me happy. Or someone's like, I want to open 10 locations. And, you know, so it's all across the board, all over the spectrums. And then it's like, great. How does this feel? Is this really what you want? Now let's get to work. And then we start working on stuff. But if you don't do that and you just start getting to work, there's, it's not going to end up what you want it to be. And um, that's the difference between really having strategy and taking the right action, than just winging it and being stuck in the whirlwind of the stuff we do every day. Um, And I think that's really the biggest issue because again, you can get into this industry very easily if you want to, but to know how to run a business and to be a leader and to be able to be the CEO and create the life and the business and agency that you want, that takes a little bit more um, skill and time and deeper connections within yourself and the people that you bring on and having really good awareness about what it is you're trying to do. And I love, I love how you put that awareness of what it is that you want to do. Cause I think to me, that's the key to success period. I don't care if it's with having kids. I don't care if it's with being married. I don't care if it's with a fitness workout, right? I mean, a fitness journey, which I mean, obviously I'm not the best at that either, but the concept is, is that, is that it would, no matter what it is, if we can sit back and say, what do I want? Then we know what we can work on. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, I love the fact that you start off your, your program with that, because that visioning, that dreaming I think sometimes we don't allow ourselves to dream because we are afraid that we won't achieve our dreams. And it's almost like we put so much extra pressure on ourselves to achieve a dream if we allow ourselves to dream. But when we allow ourselves, um, I love this. I was actually talking about this with my husband over lunch. That there's a there's a guy, John D. Martini. I absolutely love him. I talk about him all the time. And he says that if you have a why to write down 100 reasons why your why is important or 100 reasons why you're, why, why you want this. Okay. And, um, when I first heard that, I was like, Oh my gosh, a hundred reasons. And his point was whether or not you get to a hundred or not, the point is you're going to push yourself in so many different directions of knowing why this is important to you, that it will ingrain that so deep in your soul that you will not have a choice to not pursue what it is that you really truly believe in. Because if this is a value of, 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 of yours, if this is a, 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 a dream, then the reality is you, everything in your body will gravitate towards that. And if we can embed that so deeply in our psyche and in our soul, then we're going to gradually make choices that just automatically bring that into fruition. It's not that it's going to be a ton of work. It's going to be that everything else is unattractive to us, those other shiny objects, those other things are going to be so much less important and so much less shiny because we are so ingrained in what it is that we want. And I love that you start your program with that, because I think that is so fundamental for being able for people to really be able to dig deep and get what they want out of life. Yeah. I think women are the best at this. We have much better intuition and we're much more nurturing. And I think that, um, 90% of the work, like I said, is really just making decisions. People are sometimes afraid to just like, again, stick the flag in the sand and say in the ground and just say, this is my conviction. This is what I'm doing. This is what's important to me and not looking to the sides. And I I say, keep up with the entrepreneur Joneses because especially (laughs) I like that industry. It's very easy to see what everyone else is doing and you try to emulate what everyone else is doing and why it's like trying to put clothes on that 
fit someone else to fit on you. Right. So like you got to try them on a little bit, of course, and see what your style is. But most people don't take the time to do that. And um, yeah, so I mean, we can talk about this for hours, but I think I love they it. get it. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, I love I would it. Say is the biggest struggle for sure. Yeah. So now you have a podcast, you have the business consulting firm, you have your agency, but if people want to reach out to you directly, connect with you, get to know you, how can they find you online or how can they connect with you with your different programs? Yes. So the podcast is called Unburden Your Business, and it's really about showing up and talking about business and life. And I try to give tactical tips and tools because I hate listening to a podcast full of fluff. Right. And I think that your podcast and, and my podcast is really about like we have these conversations and people can take things away from it and right. put them in action because that's what really matters at the end of the day. I say all the time, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't taken any action, stop listening because you're just wasting your time. And there's the challenger in me, (laughs) right? (laughs) That's true. And I, I try to eliminate stuff that I listen to or hear that is not really impacting my life. But, um, so that's the podcast. You can have a listen and maybe get something out of it, but I am on Facebook and on Instagram, Cassidy Arbelli and, or unburden your business spelt exactly how you would spell it. Um, and I'm constantly on there just engaging, chatting, you know, send me a message, just say you've listened to the podcast. And, um, I just love to know, but, um, me and Teresa, you know, really connected. And I'm sure this won't be the only time, you know, we get together and, um, I got to witness in person for those of you that have not met her. She's exactly the way she sounds and is, um, <laughs> and all that heart and all that love. And sweet. there's so many people that, you know, you impact and inspire and, um, I feel honored to hopefully call you a friend. At least I do. And Absolutely. I'm excited to see what happens in the future. Cause there's only really a handful of women that are, are speaking out and I'm yep. praying so hard every day that more and more, you know, see that it's not that hard and, and they can be yeah. a part of this and I'm calling them out and, um, hopefully we continue growing that. And I, I'm excited to see what happens 10, 20 years down the road. Me too. Me too. Me too. I think we're, um, I actually got this conversation in Tampa and then we're going to wrap things up, but th- I feel like we're on, we're on a cusp of change in our industry. I feel like something is boiling. It's, it's bubbling. It's starting to, it's starting to churn under the system, a revolution in our, in our, in our industry. And I'm super excited to see where it's going to be here in the next five to 10 years, what that's going to look like what the next generation of insurance professionals are really going to be functioning as and how, what they're going to bring to the table too. And I just think there's, there's something here, there's something that's bubbling, there's something that's growing and I'm really pumped to see what that's really going to look like. Thank I love you it so much for having me. Thank you, sweetheart. And you know what? Thank you for those pizzas too. So I appreciate you. <laughs> we were all like, we got off this boat. We were all starving. We were standing there. I go, I got to get pizza. And so you were just awesome. So I appreciate you very much. So that was fun. That was a fun night. It was good pizza. All right, everybody. Well, you know what? Thank you so much for t- for listening to another amazing episode with Cassidy Arabelli with the Power Women in Insurance, where we highlight another amazing woman in the insurance industry, what she's doing, how she's working her mojo, and how she's making the world safe for democracy within her own personal world. And we are excited. If you have any additional questions, please feel free to reach on out to Cassidy because she is around. She's available. She's personal. 
and she is fabulous. So make sure you do also listen to our podcast. We have a new episode every single Wednesday where we get the opportunity to chit chat with another amazing woman. And if you have uh, the opportunity, please make sure you give us a review so we can go ahead and get the message out. Everybody, thanks so much for listening and have an amazing week.